When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Final Furlong Podcast is brought to you in association with AtTheRaces.com, the ultimate resource for racing fans. It's here, arguably the greatest race of them all. It is the Grand National, the race that Davey Russell dreamed about winning since he was a boy and just about managed to do so on the Little Tiger, but can he go back-to-back? It's Emma Kennedy alongside Sky Sports Racing's Vanessa Ryle, who will be in Aintree tomorrow. I presume, Vanessa, you are packing your wellies, your proper rain gear, and also your mountain expeditioning gear, because it looks awful. Yeah, I'm just sat here watching Thursday afternoon on the telly as Bouvedere is walking around the paddock. And honestly, I was jealous of everyone going up to Aintree today because today, in terms of the racing, is terrific. But my God, I feel sorry for those there and all involved at the moment because it looks horrendous weather-wise. And as much as anything, just for the event for Saturday... You know, we should all be hoping it it cheers up a bit because it really does add or take away to the day. And it's our sports big day. So brighter the better, please. Yes, well said. Uh, Also, congratulations to the connections of Kalashnikov because the Amy Murphy stable listened to the Final Front podcast. So well done. I know the Great Tricks team do as well. So uh, a fine run from Miss Parfois. From uh, Miss Parfois. I'm thinking of that video I saw earlier on today. Uh, a fine run from La Bagawa, but um, nice to see Kalashnikov bounce back to form. I did notice one thing, though. Nobody was in the stands. Everybody is drinking soup somewhere and staying warm, including live from Golden and Tipperary. It's at the races, pundit, Mr. Kevin Blake. Hello. So how are you, my friend? And have you cracked the Grand National in full? Oh, good now. Just with all this rain coming, I'm just imagining what a heavy ground Grand National might look like in, in the modern era. Will we have any finishers at all? <gasps> if we do have finishers, with all the jo- can all the jockeys expect a ban? Slippery now, slope, lads. Now, Kev, I reckon there's an article in this one because isn't there an article either way? Because if there are no bans dished out, isn't that double standards? Oh, stop. Don't even want to talk about it. Move on, move on. <laughs> do you know what's going to happen, don't you? The pro jockeys are all going to get away scot-free. Nobody will say anything to them. The amateur jockeys will all get banned if it's a very heavy ground Grand National. If it's Red Marauder-like, that's what will happen. Because they always pick on the amateurs. And we're sick mm-hmm. of it. Uh, yeah, it's... Um, well, listen, BHA, you're the ones who started it, so now we have to just keep in check on it. Right, the Grand National goes to post at 5.15, and we're going to go in race card order and give our uh, assessments of these horses and their chances. If we stop on one that we think is particularly interesting, we shall delve in that little bit further. Uh, if not, then we move on quickly. 
So number one, Annabelle Fly for Barry Garrity and Tony Martin, top weight, placed in the Grand National. Obviously has a very good chance of making the frame again. Probably too much weight to win, Vanessa. Yeah, agreed. The, the the weight factor for me, uh, him topping the weights is far from ideal. He's a very, very solid candidate and his run last year will obviously give anyone who has him in a sweepstake or anything like that a good run for their money, you'd hope. And he's a really admirable horse. The way he finished in the gold cut was with a real rattle. So look, he's got a chance of hitting the frame, but no, in terms of is he my hope to win the race? Absolutely not. I'd give him a good chance. Ooh. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about the weight at all. I think the weight is isn't a big thing anymore. Uh for reasons we've discussed a few different times in the podcast. Compressed uh, weights. Yeah, the 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 highest the, the general population, you know, of kind of one forty ish horses have crept up. The number of them have crept up massively in the last decade, but the number of uh top level horses have not. So you know, the logic suggests that the kind of the, the 140 to 150 horses got closer to the 160, 170 horse than they should. And uh, when these these highly weighted, highly rated horses run in handicaps, they tend to do really well. So um, I wouldn't rule him out at all. His connections will be um, dancing around in puddles with delight at the sight of the rain. That'll definitely help him. Ran a stormer in the Gold Cup and comes here a fresher horse than he did last year uh, when he ran so well. You know, you could say maybe he didn't quite get home last year, maybe. Um, but unless the rain really comes down, I don't think the ground is going to be quite as testing as it was last year. So um, I'd give Vanabee a fly a, a good chance now. He'd be why up, why if, is he fresher this year than he was last year? He hasn't had as many runs. Oh, I see, um, but he's still like, ran. I mean, I think that Gold Cup, for him, the way he runs, I think isn't an ideal prep for a Grand National. I think it's a hard way of running like that, finishing up that hill with such a rattle. But anyway. It'd be a lot harder if he was making the run and then finishing in a heap. Well, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. But look, he had five runs going into the National last year, including the Gold Cup. This year, he's only had three. Um, the ground being, you know unseasonally good most of the winter uh, ruling them out for a few targets but they, they might just reap the benefits of that here I might, I'd give him a good chance I would I really would okay well he was carrying 11 stone 8 last year it's 11 stone 10 this year so it's not exactly a huge difference and you could argue about the quality of the race so perhaps Annabelle Fly who as I look at that, the races is available at 14 to 1 with certain firms who are paying 6 places could be one of those banker jobs to just sneak into the frame, get you around, particularly if it's red marauder conditions, and uh, get you paid, and maybe even go and win the race. Uh, and and to be fair, we, we probably better stop mentioning red marauder because I don't think it's going to be anything like that. All, all mm-hmm. joking aside, um, it's probably going to be soft at worst, you'd imagine. But um, but time will tell. I don't think it's going to be hock deep anyway. There's some tipping company that were like taking out ads in the RP about how they tipped up red marauder. It was like you poxy like you can't use that as an example of genius tipping you got incredibly lucky the floodgates opened and the horse just happened to get around get out of it uh, <laughs> right <laughs> nikki anderson and daryl jacob at number two valtour no chance shouldn't even be in the lineup owners day out vanessa Oh, it's, a very, it's a very harsh thing to say about a horse that made a very impressive british debut only ran one since in a grade one and was pulled up you know, not the end of the world behind Frodon when he 
he just, yeah, he didn't look comfortable in that race at all. And he was pulled up and now he's entering the Grand National. I don't think it's a case of owner's day out by any stretch of the imagination. Of course, he's a big price. He's a 10-year-old. He's only just over from France. He's got plenty. Uh, you know, he, it would be a surprise, of course. But is he an absolute no-hoper? No, he's clearly got a fair bit of class. For Nicky Henderson to run him in the Ryanair, um, you know, he knows a grade one horse when he has one. So it obviously wasn't the biggest far-fetched thing in the world to put him in that race. And uh, look, he comes here off the back of being saved from Cheltenham. And if you go back to that run on British debut, it was a very impressive win. Well, he, he was seemingly bought to run in the Grand National. He was bought as a Grand National horse. They just made an absolute mess of it on his first run in Ascot because he bowled yeah. it up yeah. and ruined his handicap back. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was bad last time, to be fair, hung badly right. Um, but he was impressive the time before. Again, big price, probably not going to win, but I wouldn't be totally dismissive of him. Owner's day out. They've got nothing else for the race. Put him in there and let's see how he gets on. Forget about it. Tiger Roll is 9-2 to two top price as I look at the, at the race's card. He is shortening into 7-2 to two all the time. Kevin, they are ducking for cover. Can the little tiger do it again? Yeah, of course he can. Um, they won't be rejoicing at the sight of the rain, I'd say. I know he won a, a heavy ground national last year, but the the thought with him always has been a, a sounder surface would be a help to him. And look, he, he, he's just very well suited to entry in this day and age. You know, he's a very low jumper. He gets away with it over these modern national fences. And um, as good as he was last year, he's better this year. I don't think there's any denying that. He's been absolutely fabulous in his last two starts. He looks like he's loving life. And um, he's there to make a very bold bid to secure his place in history. And uh, I would knock him if someone wants to back him. Uh, if if taking 9-2 in a national is your cup of tea, um, I, I won't put you off. I'm not going to knock it because I think he has a, a super chance. Just the thought is he's vulnerable to all the madness that can happen in a national just like everything else is. Um, which generally makes that type of price unattractive. But it's the Tigger, and uh, I'll be roaring him loud, as loud as anyone. He is definitely a better horse than last year, Vanessa. He looked to be more impressive at Cheltenham, and obviously the Boyne Hurdle was sensational. But he's 7-2, to two, and it's the Grand National. It's, it can be chaos. Maybe not as much as it used to be, but there's still that element of look there. So would you be throwing some of the Royal Millions down on him at 9-2? to two? Um, absolutely not at nine to two. You know, he's not a betting prospect, but he's a story of the race prospect. And I think, you know, you'd be mad if um, very, very few racing fans haven't got behind this little horse for reasons that we've talked about plenty on the pod and has been well publicized. So I'm not going to go into any detail on that. But of course, it's one of those things where you look at his price and you think it's a mad price. Um, it shouldn't even be that price, as Gordon said, to even get around. But the fact of the matter is that you try pick holes in him and it is bloody hard. And he's just rock solid as far as I can see. And as Gordon said, and I mentioned it on the last podcast, the 39 other runners are going to be this horse's biggest issue on all known form, essentially. And um, I'm really excited to see him run in and hopefully go for a second national. But am I am I? going to be backing him absolutely not but it's definitely something we should be really looking forward to and celebrating hopefully absolutely um, in terms of actually one thing that kevin mentioned the fences there i uh i there's a stat going around that since they modified the fences in the national right 
uh, every runner has come home safe and sound. So in the last five years. Now, I know that's probably tempting fate. And obviously, I don't mean falls and incidents and all of that. I just mean every runner has come off the track as in in one piece in terms of alive, basically, which is obviously a huge thing to celebrate. But the other element of that and the real reason to congratulate Aintree is that it actually hasn't taken away from the drama of the race. You know, no. We still have lots of fallers, we still have lots of incidents, we still have lots of unseated riders. And last year we had a photo finish. And so despite the fact they've modified the fences, and it's something we talk about a lot, and again, I'm not going to waste time today, but it's just an interesting little element that it's still as exciting as ever. So well done, Aintree. Yeah, no, I hope completely you'll agree have with you. Safe year. Well, one thing I'd say is that we have had deaths over the, over the new fences in the other races. So mm. I think in, we're, we're on a very uh, random spell of very good fortune with the national you know i think these fences can still can still be you know cause issues so yeah we should look we'll all cross our fingers but i i oh fahin's pulled up um Ooh, no. I, I i don't want to uh, go down the road of saying oh look we've had we've had 15 years these fences are perfect because they're not but 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 you know what but you know what I mean, and I suspect in in plenty of the covers there will be emphasis put on oh look at this is the, the the longest run of of with no fatalities in the national in history and so on and so forth. I just worry that we'd be setting ourselves up for a fall if we if we do a lot of that. Yeah. Um, because it's kind of it seems a, a statistical inevitability that there will be a serious injury or fatality in the race, you know, just being realistic. Well, um, and I mean, that's maybe just not the... this year, maybe not next year, but it's, it's common. And I just, I just would be cautious of, you know, being too, putting too much emphasis on the, the fatality free run. Yeah. Uh, just cause it, it might make the, the, the fall disappointment a little bit uh, more pronounced when it does likely come. I'm also not comfortable with the whole idea of comparing the Aintree Grand National to the Cheltenham Festival and saying, oh, look, they've made changes here and this is all all right. And Cheltenham still has fatalities. It's racing. You know, a, a horse, a very prominent horse fell over a hurdle. You know, he jumped a hurdle fine. Things went wrong. And that was him done. That happens. It, it can happen. Um, but it's great that, that things are going well now and let's try and not lose our heads if anything does happen. I think Aintree can be commended on what they've done so far, but Kevin makes a very good point that it's not always the case that um, things are going to uh, be so easy with these, with these obstacles. As we're recording this, it is 3.33 on Thursday. And you might be saying, why are you doing that while the racing is on? Part of it was to have the reaction, oh, a live reaction Jesus from, from Kev. Fucking hell. Oh, oh God. God almighty. Super Sunday. Uh, at least Townend managed to get clear. I hope Mellon's all right. Um, okay, so that takes us from Tiger Roll. We all oh, think Lord. he has a serious, serious chance of going winning the race. Um, but we are going to swiftly move on to Outlander, who is up for sale in about an hour's time or an hour and a half's time. Uh, Keith Donahue will ride. He'll be a good spin for Donahue, Vanessa, but he has no chance of winning. Yeah, no, it wouldn't be, um, hasn't come into my calculations at all. Him and the next horse down, Don Polia, in the sale, depending on who buys them, there might be a jockey change, there might be a non-runner situation, you never know. Uh, they're both 100 to 1 shots, we can probably, well, actually, no, we'll do them one at a time, but yeah, no, Outlander hasn't come into my calculations at all, I'm afraid. No, he's looked very sour in the game this year, he hasn't been travelling at all, and um, unless 
these fences spark a c- complete and utter transformation in him and bring him back to his best, he, um, yeah, he'd be in the, the no-chance bracket for me. Okay. Uh, you already know the result. I'm just seeing Super Sunday across the line now. Congratulations to the Ian Marmion team, uh, who have had a cracking run from Chittabello in the entry hurdle. Super Sunday was the odds-on favourite last year. Kev, we should have just stuck with him. Uh, yeah, it was hard to stick with him now after the run at Cheltenham, but there we go. Yeah. That was their slow motion stuff there. Oh, it's finish. shocking. Terrible. Um, it's not over nice there, a li- little bit hampered by Mellon's fall, but no obvious excuse no. other than that. And yeah, yeah, well, Bouverdere's legacy, yeah. I think that Bouverdere yeah. Twitter account is going to go very, very quiet for you. Now, number five on the running order is... The Don, Don Poli. And probably by the time you are listening to this podcast, the news will have been announced that he is now sporting silks designed by Ralph Lauren and is owned by K. Blake V. Ryle E. Kennedy. Ha ha! We just bought him ourselves instead of doing a syndicate. So I'm delighted to have him. Um, the plan is that we're going to move him to David Pipes and uh, we're going to tilt him at Cheltenham <laughs> next year. So yeah, Vanessa. I thought, I thought he was. I thought he was dead to you. No, 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 no. Sure, after getting the invite to Pond House, we're all good again. So he's off to David Pipes, staying in the UK. Vanessa, you excited about uh, his campaign later in the season? Yeah, really excited. Excited to have my colours on such a legendary horse. It's going to be great, guys. Can't yeah. wait. Racehorse yeah. ownership. Here we come. But in terms of the race on Saturday, though, we're not really expecting. We're telling Patrick, just, you know, take it easy, Patrick. Don't Don't push too much. Yeah, um, interesting jockey booking with Paddy up on him. Um, great for him to have a ride on such a cool horse. But uh, again, similar, I, I don't know what the sale's going to go like and how that'll work. So that's just something to bear in mind with him as well. Um, and he's, you know, look, we, we bang on about Don Polian, slightly joking terms on the podcast. He's a horse that, as we well know, has... Um, yeah, has got class, but does what he wants when he wants, seemingly. And run last time didn't exactly show a huge amount of spark. And he's uh, seems to be out of form a little bit. So he probably deserves to be a 50 to 1 shot. 100 to 1, even in places as sorry. well. Yeah. Um, to be fair, we did put in a, a silence offer of 350,000. So that's how we know he's secured. Um, Kev, in all seriousness, what price will Don Poli go for? Because the, the point you made was a very good one. Like, it's a horses in training sale, but it's a horses in training sale where horses are going to run in the Grand National. Somebody's going to pay a lot of money to get their hands on it. I don't know. It wouldn't be a certainty. You know, it wouldn't be a certainty. No. Um, very, very hard to put a price on him. Could be anything from thirty grand to to a hundred and fifty grand. I don't know. That'd mm-hmm. be wild money now. But ah, uh, look, Polly, like to be fair, at, at, in his prime was an absolute metronome. You know, he was super consistent. You could rely on him every day to run his race. Um, he's been bad since he's come back from his injury. He jumped, defend the entry fence as well. I thought um, in in when he ran them over in December in the the beacher but you know was done with quite a long way out and there hasn't been any great encouragement since it'd be hard to you know the rain will help him but in terms of giving him a competitive chance you know even even his biggest fan would uh, be very optimistic to hope for any sort of a show here yeah best of luck to patrick and to whoever owns him i was obviously joking um but it's it's yeah optimistic to see him going winning tell you what if the ground is bottomless and you were making that point, Kev, that he did blow up that day behind Walk in the Mill in the Beecher. If it's bottomless ground, 
I wouldn't be at all surprised if they make it into the first six and you, you're oh, landing geez. a massive 100 to 1 shot and just just imagine Michael Leary's face if he beats Tiger Rowe by five legs <laughs> uh, go conquer for Nigel Tristan Davis and Sam Tristan Davis is a 50 to 1 shot he's not on my radar Vanessa um, no but he definitely it doesn't go in the no hope bracket by any stretch of the imagination mm-hmm. he's run three really good races this season um, and he's with Nigel Twiston Davis now having moved from John Joy Neal's and uh, yeah three really consistent runs so far this season and the last run was in the listed in the uh, listed chase up at Doncaster Skybet um, and Tom Bellamy gave him a great ride that day because he's the sort of horse that just needs I think probably a little bit of knowing um, but he gave him a beautiful ride and won, you know, fa- fairly in, yeah, fairly well. And I would have thought that this has probably been the plan for him um, for the since since they moved him to Nigel Twiston Davis. I would have thought, and he's the sort of horse that I, like I say, I wouldn't I wouldn't be writing off altogether, especially not in his in his recent form. And he's got round the national fences before, and so yeah, for me he. He's not my selection, but I'm definitely not writing him off to run a decent race. Kim Blake. Yeah, I'd, I'd worry about his stamina. Um, bowl jumping tends to be bang up there, if not making the run. And uh, ran over these fences in the top of him, uh, finished midfield, but you can forget about that because he, he got kind of got wiped out at the canal turn. Um, I could see him run well for a long way, but um, needing, the old, needing the old oxygen tank there, uh, four or five out. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that's reasonable enough to um, to assume, to say the least. Uh, this brings us to Mala Beach, one of a huge battalion for Gordon Elliott. Jamie Codd takes the ride. I can kind of see him running a huge race, Kev. Um, yeah, I wouldn't mind him now. Like, he, he won the Troy Town there in mm. 2017, and um, he, he just always gave you the impression of one that would... would like a really, really strong test of stamina such as this. You'd imagine Gordon has trained him for this. And uh, yeah, I could see him run well. He wouldn't be up around my shortlist now, but it wouldn't be a shock to me if he ran very well. No. I saw the Codfather at um, Ascot on Wednesday and we were having a bit of banter about his week in terms of his, uh, you know, riding the Fox Hunter, flying back to ride at Wexford and then back for a ride in the National. And I said, geez, that'd be some treble, wouldn't it? The Fox Hunters, the uh, bumper at Wexford and the National. And he said, yeah, if I won all three, I'd retire. So what chance have you got in the National? He said, I don't know. <laughs> so that's helpful. But yeah. that's Jamie, though. Jamie's not just going to tell you, oh, well, Gordon yeah. told me that he's absolutely... No, no, but it was just funny. I was like, will you lad get round? And he was like, I've got no idea. <laughs> 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 Will you get round, Jamie? Don't know. Um, yeah, I could see him running a reasonable race, but place prospects at best. Manila Rocco is still only nine years of age, and that's the most shocking thing that I've read today. Uh, and that includes Faheen being pulled up in, in the injury hurdle. Uh, John O'Neill, Richie McLernan. It's just... It's game over, Kev, isn't it? Ah, stop. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that now. He um like second in the Gold Cup 2017 hasn't got back to anything like that to be fair since but he's come down 11 pounds. He's been hinting a little bit this year that he that there's still something there. He always gave the impression that a big stamina test would suit him, and I'd be fairly adamant that he's been trained for this all along. Um, so again, it wouldn't be on my short list, but I wouldn't be super dismissive of him either. 
because I, I wouldn't it wouldn't be a surprise to me if he bounced back and showed a bit more here. Mm. He did have a run over hurdles at Exeter, which was odd before the Cheltenham Festival. Uh, and he's had a wind operation as well, but was then pulled up in his prep race for this at, at the Cheltenham Festival. So it's, I'm sure Kevin's right that he's been trained for it, but I, I suspect he's been trained for the race for quite some time and has had injury problems, Vanessa, that have stopped him from getting there. Yeah, he's obviously a very, he's been a frustrating horse in some ways. But, uh, and it is, like you say, pretty surprising that he's still only a nine-year-old, actually. It just feels like he's been around for forever. But I'll put it out there now that whether, and I very much doubt this is his day, but uh, I they'll get, this horse will win somewhere again at some point in his racing career before he retires. It's just when and where with him, you just wouldn't quite know. But he's, you know, he does have class. He has that. He does have the class. So they'll, if they can, they'll get a win out of him. He will win in a point-to-point <laughs> for one of those owners who snaps up horses and puts them in training with um, Paul Nichols with the intent of riding them. Lakeview Lad for Henry Brook has been very heavily backed in recent days. Uh, Lakeview Lad is nine years of age. He's by Oscar. He has got some pretty decent form to his name this season. And Kevin, can you understand the market move or is it the Trevor Hemmings factor? No, definitely. I can understand that he, he's, he's not as exposed as many of these and uh, he's been really progressing very well this season. Uh, very good run in the Ultima. And just just a lovely type of horse, really. He tries hard, jumps well, should stay well. Um, he's not in my top three, but he's number four. So he's a possible TriCast inclusion, then, is what you're saying. Well, he's number four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Vanessa, what do you make of Lakeview Lad? Uh, 11 stone 1, 155 rating. Top price now of 18 to 1 and at the races. 16 yeah, has yeah. just changed in front of me. He um he definitely I can totally see why some people are a big fan of this horse. He was very very consistent last year, um and he was he was busy and consistent and he was always running well and then he came out again this season and he put you know he's had a lighter campaign than he did last year. But uh, the Alexander team, I think, have really looked after him with a view to this race. And the run in the Ultima, along with the other Hemmings horse, Vintage Clouds, who we'll talk about later, was very, very good. Two horses from the north in the Hemmings colours came down and uh, really put their best foot forward in that Ultima on the first day of the festival. And it was the great prep I would have thought they'd have they and they would have thought for this and like I say it's the sort of I think that this has been the aim for a good while so um again I'm a bit like Kevin he doesn't fit into my top three but uh I would not be surprised to see him run a very good race yeah he's probably there or thereabouts the way he ran to the line uh, in the Ultima in what was a, a fairly like, I can't mention up for review and then completely ignore this fella. Like, he was staying on mm. really strongly to the line, and he's clearly going to be aimed to, to run a huge race. So he shall be interesting. Uh, Paul Townend takes over on last year's Grand National runner-up Pleasant Company. Can he go one better? Vanessa Ryle. Um, not... In my book, he can't. No, uh, obviously he absolutely made the race last year because of the battle to the line with Tiger Roll. 
but um, he's not been in anywhere near as Tiger Roll's form has sort of gone upwards, which is obviously very rare for a national winner. Uh, since then, and what we've seen of this horse, he hasn't shown very much spark at all uh, since that national run, and that would be a huge concern for me. And am I right in saying, Kevin, this might be this? I didn't see this reported, but did he bleed in the national? Because in the pictures that we actually used in a feature, on the channel recently, he was there was definitely a little bit of blood there, and I wondered if he bled at all, but um, or if that was reported on. But anyway, his two runs this season, even though I'm sure their preps of coming back for a second national try uh, have been pretty uninspiring, and unless they've worked a miracle, he wouldn't be for me. I don't think it was reported. I'm have you seen that, that now? But I, I haven't actually. No. It's very visible, very, very okay. visible. A little, you know, a visible stream of blood out of his sort of left nostril as you're looking at the picture. Okay, I may, maybe it was just a a bang rather than yeah, coming up from been. his lungs, maybe. Yeah, could have been, could have been. But uh, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be as upset about as you are about the prep finesse, just because. He came into the race last year off two horrendous runs as well. Yeah, and he and he came back to life in the big one. And this and is funny, his third uh, funny goal enough. The, the year before, when he ran in the race, he actually went into the race his first goal with it off the back of a win with, yeah. with, a, with a lovely prep. And he was he was but he didn't run horrendously, but he was you know beating twenty eight lengths. Um, so sure look like many of these horses that run well in a national once they do it once they're kind of their whole campaign revolves around it. So. Um, Woody will have him peaked, I'm sure. And um, and look, he's uh, when he's when he's good, he's very good. Like, geez, he jumped beautifully last year, and um, and galloped all the way to the line, and, and came back at Tiger Roll late on, and sure, in, in one or two more strides, he, you know, it'd be a different story. He'd be the one coming back for his second win. Mm. Um, so I wouldn't like to rule him out. You know, the the fact that he, his two runs this year have been so abysmal. Is perhaps contributing to getting a, a bigger price than you would otherwise, and um, he he wouldn't be one for ruling out now. How much of that can you attribute to the fact that Willie Mullins struggled for a large part of the season? Um, I wouldn't worry about okay, it too much. Probably not. Yeah, yeah, you know, he just would have been ticking over there with mm. a view to the national. Yeah, I, one I, day. I wouldn't be surprised. He's, he's, he's seven pounds higher than than he was last year, which is probably the biggest negative against him but it wouldn't be a shock at all now if he if he bounced back and ran very well yeah if you lo- watch his race back last season the way he rallied was was quite impressive actually and it was yeah Paul Townend selection he was 11 to 1 and ninth uh, two years ago that's the only thing that can get this horse beat the national is a lightning strike or Kevin Blake <laughs> saying an act of God uh, Bally Optic <laughs> with uh, another one for Big Nige 50s, the son of old Vic. Uh, you can get around about 66s with some firms. Kevin, how does he rate for you? Um, some aspects of his profile are attractive. You know, he's less exposed over fences than most of these, and second in a Scottish national, which showed that he, you know, a real strong test of stamina will suit him. Um, but, you know, he fell in the beacher earlier this season, and his last run was pretty horrendous. So he's got a fair bit to prove now. I think coming back, it'll be a fair uh, training feat by, by Nigel Twist and Dancer to get him back in top form here. Yeah, I'm the same. I can't have him, Vanessa. Yeah, um, just I would have thought after a second in the Scottish National, they probably thought, right, National next year. 
I would have thought. Um, and that was probably the aim after wrapping up that season. And it was a fairly decent season, really. And he was busy enough. And then he's come out this year and they've obviously campaigned him much lighter. And it really hasn't gone to plan. The fall in the beach, I would have thought they thought, yeah, like I've Scottish National, Grand National, run him in the beach, give him a look at the fences. And that went tits up. And then after that, he was disappointing at Chepstow. And then, like Kevin says, disappointing. So things haven't gone his way. But he, you know, Nigel Twiston Davis, it wouldn't be the biggest shock in the world if he pulled a rabbit out of the hat like that. We're already 11 horses in, lads. We've got to give it a kick in the guts here and keep yeah. going. All right. Well, Dunica saw the trip out best last time out. Um, little bit back to form that saw him win a grade two last season. Kevin, your chances for him, for Jack Kennedy, and again for that man, Gordon Elliott? Um, looked like he was gone the wrong way totally, but bounced back uh, in, a, in a big way to win the Grand National trial last time. If he turns up in that sort of form, he'd have a bit of a squeeze, but um, wouldn't have been on my long list personally. Very well fancied for the uh, big race at Goran as well, the Thiestes. Uh, Vanessa? Yeah, uh, interesting that of Jack Kennedy after Davy Russell have it, obviously getting Tiger Roll. Uh, I would have thought that he probably would have had, maybe not his pick, but near enough of the other Giggins Town runners, and he's fallen the way of Dunacos. Uh, back to form like last time out. He's the sort of horse for me that I think will take to the national fences and the, the, his style of running, lobbing along and just jumping out of his rhythm will suit, obviously, Aintree. But uh, he has to yeah, back up that rather surprising win last time out. Yeah, 40s is a big price and it's probably too big a card for me to ignore to be honest he's definitely on the short list Rath Vinden is off a mark of 154 and is the number one choice for the Mullins team with Ruby on board Kevin Blake a Cheltenham Festival winner previously he will be the Mullins main gun yeah I can see the case look he was good in the Bobby Joe last time he's technically five pounds well in off the marquee races off here um <sighs> four miler winner but I, I just don't know about his jumping you know I have a slight worry about his jumping coming here um, and that's my, my main nudge against him but everything else otherwise suggests he has a lovely profile okay um, there is a lot to like about him I have to say but Vanessa for you Nothing more to add other than what Kevin's already said. I wouldn't have as many concerns about his jumping, but I do know what he's talking about. But he's the sort of horse that, um, you know, that four-mile win was... He's he's going to appreciate the test, but yeah, nothing much more. Yeah. He's just... He's one who's there, but not quite for me. But I could see him winning it. Former Grand National winner, one for Arthur, seems to have really uh, struggled since. Did beat Cause for Causes when... The mighty Cause for Causes winning this race back in 2017. Kevin? Um, unseated rider, um, his last two runs. And, um, yeah, you, you know, you have to respect a national winner coming back, but... Yeah, he'd be, he wouldn't be on my long, long list now, to be honest. It'll be some training performance, Vanessa. I think we can move on from him, can we? Yeah, move on. They're putting a lot of effort with his schooling, but it's going to need more than the miracle, I think. Rock the Cashbar for Richard Johnson and Philip Hobbs. Kev? <laughs> you went a bit Dutch, honestly, there, Kenneth. Rock the Cashbar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll give, give Rixie a shout-out. Sick bag, Rixie. Uh, who is down with with a bad dose of man flu at the minute? Uh, Rock the Kajbah is uh, is his fancy. Um, for me, wouldn't have the most consistent of profiles, but is kind of steadily getting there over fences. Uh, disappointing last time, but I'd say the stamina test would suit him, and, and it wouldn't be a big shock if he showed a bit more here. But wouldn't be for me. Vanessa, uh, nothing more to add. 
Warrior's Tail. No chance for Paul Nichols and Harry Cobden. Kev. Um, yeah, maybe didn't get the trip in this race last year. Uh, won the Grand Sefton back in December. Um, not so good the last twice. Look, returning to these fences might be a help to him, but those stamina concerns would very much remain. Vanessa. Yeah, just trip concerns. It's a shame. They obviously are desperate for him to be a national horse. And yeah. he obviously can jump the fence having won the Grand Sefton, but he's not proved himself over anything further than three miles. So four miles on this ground. Not for me, thanks. And uh, nor is Regal Encore with Mark Walsh on board. I'm drawing a line through him, Kev. Um, he ran all right in this two years ago, and he was a late non-runner last time. Um, and to be fair to me, he was good at Ascot last time, so it wouldn't be a shock. Like, he's probably, his best chance of winning the race is probably behind him, but he ran well enough last time to suggest that there's, like, it wasn't far off a career best last time, so... Um, he's he's jumped around here before so I, I wouldn't be super quick to rule him out but wouldn't be on the long list okay Vanessa again uh, like I think his chances behind him now at the age of 11 magic of lights for Jessica Harrington um, no no hasn't always convinced with her jumping over a fence and uh, would be far from sure to stay would be she'd be the first mayor to win this since 1951 and you uh, know that because I, of Bedazil last season but I wouldn't be holding my breath for that particular outcome. Yeah, no, neither would I, to be completely honest about it. Vanessa? Yeah, absolutely. Off One of the quickest off my list, I'm afraid. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, sorry about that, Harrington team, but we just don't fancy her at all. From Magic of Light, we are going to Atwafil. Yeah, um, plenty of miles on the clock for a nine-year-old. Uh, hasn't really hit top form this year. He's technically well handicapped on his old form, but wouldn't be a certain stayer and easy one to knock off my list. Same for me, Vanessa. Yeah, Dennis O'Regan will give him a nice quiet spin round the back and try make his way home, but I can't see him being in the first seven. <laughs> Jury Duty has won his last two. Uh, Puppy Power is fit and will ride. I was a bit surprised to hear Roy Delargy so confident about him last time out, Kev. Yeah, like he's in super form, better than ever. But to be honest, like ever, ever since his hurdle days, I've never been convinced as to how strong a stayer he is. And it even surprised me how well he kind of gets three mile two and that sort of trip. So I, I just be very concerned about him over this much longer trip. Uh, he'll, I'm sure he'll travel well for a long way. Um, but yeah, wouldn't be wouldn't be one to hit the frame for me. Yeah, it's the distance um, thing that's key, and that's what surprised me about Rory. There's so many people, particularly you, Kev, have highlighted the, um, the 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 fear about him actually getting the trip. Vanessa, for you? Yeah, it's on that note, it's surprising that with lot you know lot there's lots of other targets they could aim a horse like him for at off uh, this mark, and so it kind of surprises me that they're going to basically give him a real whirl in the national um but they obviously they you know gordon has said publicly that he thinks every runner he's putting in there has a proper chance so you can't take away from that but yeah not for me and i'm sure that the uh, sideways syndicate want to have a run of the grand national why not noble endeavor for mark enright and gordon elliott another one scratched off my list kev um he'd be a sneaky one now if you wanted a sneaky one he'd be one i'd put you towards uh I've always thought that a, a really, really strong test of stamina will suit him. And he's been kind of hinting away now this season that um, that, that he's, he's been trained for this. You know, he was given a sighter over the fences in December. 
And uh, if you wanted it in, in the beach or if you wanted a sneaky one, lads, at a big, big price, he'd be one that, that I'd steer you in the direction of. Just remember now, that's a sneaky one for Kev. Sneaky uh, with a H. Sneaky. Vanessa? Yeah, I mean, the having so long off the track before that beach a run and that, like Kevin said, was obviously a sighter with an eye for the national. But for me, um, you know, horses coming back from what clearly it must have been a pretty serious injury to keep them off the track for so long. Uh, it's just, I yeah, I wouldn't be putting my money there. Just I want to see more than that. Monberg Notorious, and like the Notorious Conor McGregor, he too shall be bowing out early, I suspect. Kev? Jesus. <laughs> uh, he was very good last season on testing ground, but his um, his efforts this season wouldn't inspire you now. He's been quite laboured. Um, an extreme test of stamina would always have appeal as being likely to suit him, but uh, yeah, he'd, he'd, be, he'd want red marauder conditions, I think, to show his very best, and he, he might not quite get them. Uh, Vanessa, for you? Yeah, just very out of form, hasn't he been this season? Which is a shame when he was so consistent the season before. Hopefully, he'll bounce back at some point. He's still only an eight-year-old, but not for me in current in his current order. And here we come to the 2019 Grand National winner. Just gets the better of Tiger Roll Rams de Tilly <laughs> Kimblick. <laughs> yeah, look, I've, I've liked this horse this season. To be fair, he. And another day, he would have went even closer than he did in the, the Welsh National. He made a mistake at a crucial time, and he, he's come out since and run very well in the Grand National trial at Haydock. Uh, officially, he's five pounds well in. Um, stay all day, jumps well in the main. Uh, he's very solid, to be fair to him. I really like this horse, Vanessa. Yeah, he has a, he has a great profile for this race, and is still only a seven year old. It, there's so many boxes he ticks, and I'm actually quite surprised that he's still available at what twenty eight to one. I'm yep. seeing on my screen in front of me. He's the sort of horse that I genuinely thought people would have latched onto a little bit more. Um, you know, we've rattled through a load there, and we've kept saying, "Yeah, off the list, off the list." And he's one that wouldn't be off many people's lists on what he's shown us so far this year. And with his profile, his age, his connections, he definitely stays on my list, one hundred percent. Twenty-five to one, the general price now, but there is twenty-eights available. Lizzie Kelly will be on board T for two yet again. Does she have any chance whatsoever, Vanessa? Um, no, I don't think she does have any chance, but he's the sort of horse that will, uh, I, th I think, I hope, will jump round here and hopefully she'll have a nice spin, but she definitely won't be winning it um, in my eyes. He's been a cracking horse for connections. He has won a big race at Aintree before as well, but they went the cross-country route with him. It didn't work out and really, Kevin Blake, he's on the downward tra trajectory of his career. Um, yeah, look, well handicapped on his old form as a result, but yeah, it wouldn't be for me. Step back, number 26. Take that one then, Vanessa. Yeah, I'm so, as I'm surprised at how, uh, what a bigger price Ramsey de is for the, for the, um, the pipe team. I love that. I love it. Do what? that again. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yorkshire. I'm, I'm, I'm equally surprised at the fact that people seem to really like this step back for the Bradstocks and Nico de Boinville who um, finished last season really nicely indeed but this season hasn't shown much at all probably over a trip too short first time out and then at Warwick he was tried over the three miles five and 
faded when traveling well and he faded worryingly quickly in my eyes for a test like the national and he was fancied that day so um that for me is a pretty big concern for him but he is very lightly raced under rules he's a point-to-point horse and there is obviously grounds to say he might improve uh with a bit of more racing but for me yeah he, he wouldn't be for me at all and i'm surprised at how short he is i can see why he's so short it was just his fourth chase start when he destroyed old sick bag rixie's pick of rock the cash bar at sandown and the quote, the quote that <laughs> The quote that really stood out for me that day was, uh, he'll be aimed at the Grand National now, but I'm afraid the handicapper might murder us for that, though. Sarah Bradstock, he said two runs since. Kev? Um, yeah, look, big chance, I think. Big chance. Uh, he is... He's my, he, by everyone's fancy for this horse. Mm, oh, he, he's, in, he's in no, my top three. It. He's in Ooh. my top three. Oh, oh. Uh, God almighty. Yeah, I'm so surprised by that. He's just, he's unexposed, you know, to win, but the fact, and he's inexperienced, but the fact he could win a Bet365 Gold Cup um, you know the, the fact that his inexperience didn't hold him back there would give you great encouragement and you, you just you, 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 the run at Warwick is my big concern how are you defending that? I'm not defending that I'm just kind of viewing it in the context that they've been training them for one race I okay. think they couldn't give a fiddler's flyer what happened that day yeah I, like I suspect to be honest they were you know, calling the spade a spade. I suspect his two runs this year were just about keeping him ticking over and maybe giving the handicapper some reason to drop him a couple of pounds, which he did. Um, you know, because they they were high enough off one four nine to get into any nationals, so shaving a couple of pounds off um, yeah. could only could only be a help to him. So perhaps that was the thought. And hey, sure, look, didn't it work? Two yep. pounds less. <laughs> if he wins by if he wins by a short head, you won't be questioning Warwick, Vanessa, will you? Well, tell you no, what, I won't. I'll, I'll tell you one thing. Warwick. You I'll wouldn't get that two Warwick. pound dropped in Ireland too quickly, so you wouldn't. <laughs> Not at all. Oh, we should all have horses in training in the UK. In in UK names, Ultra Gold uh, was a winner when we were there last year. Kev, no chance for Tom O'Brien, Colin Tizard. Jesus, what is wrong with you? Like, what? Uh, to be no fair, now, to, to be fair, now his stamina would be a concern. Like he's deadly over these fences. Mm-hmm. You know, deadly. he's won. He's won the last two Tophams. He's been second in the Grand Theft and third in the Beecher. He loves it. Um, but Not the trip is the, the trip is the thing. The trip is the thing. And okay, you know it's important that they love the fences. And when you love the fences, you never know what might happen. But uh, stamina would be kind of the underlined headlined concern about him yeah and if you can't stay you can't win Vanessa no chance ultra gold <laughs> okay fine uh, local boy at my town Andrew Ring gets a spin around the Grand National on blow by blow how in the name of God this horse isn't in the horses and training sale I have absolutely no idea you'll sell Don Poli but you won't sell slow by slow you're a disgrace O'Leary you're dead to me no chance <laughs> Um, yeah, look, won the won the Martin Pipe last year. Obviously, he's a novice. Uh, his last three runs have been pretty shocking. So it would be bamboozling to me if this horse won the Grand National. I'd be <laughs> delighted for Andrew. Absolutely delighted. But it's just been... Ugh. Vanessa? 
Yeah, um, obviously they've given him his wind operation, so I'm not sure how severe that was, but they've done that. They haven't waited till the end of the season. They've done it pre the national, so that might be able to be, if you are a fan of this horse, an excuse. He's also, in his earlier days, looked like a national horse all day long, just like the actual appearance of him. He's a big, raw, chasing type, and he did well over hurdles considering that. And then I suppose maybe he's just been a touch disappointing, actually, this year. Well, no, he definitely has, but the wind's surgery flags that up for you and like I said maybe it's an excuse not for me but if he ran well first time out after a wind surgery you'd put it down to that wouldn't you I am being told we can go live to Gordon Elliott's yard where he is currently walking at the moment if we just watch out there big old boat of a thing no chance up for review now this horse definitely places and possibly wins the Grand National. <laughs> sweet, sweet justice for Danny Mullins, Willie Mullins and the boys. The Gold Cup double, the Grand National. Go on, you good thing. Graham Wiley, the gentleman himself, gets his hands on a brand new trophy up for review. He's in the top three for sure, Kev. Um, now, I'm on, you know, unexposed at staying trips over fences. Uh, very unexposed and look ran uh, as we talked about at the time ran a very eye-catching race in the TS days and he was quite eye-catching in the Ultima as well last time but you know unexposed at staying trips but has to prove his stamina and his jumping needs to tidy up a shade but you just get the impression that he's if he doesn't go well in this like he, he'd be he'd be a big chance in you know an Irish national or any of those big handicap chases he seems he appeals as being well handicapped but whether this is his day or not, I don't know. It is. Vanessa? <laughs> not adding to that and too busy watching the Fox Hunter, sorry. Single farm payment. Just oh, give I it up, Tom George. Just give it up. Go on, Vanessa. Yeah, no, just very disappointing in the Ultima, wasn't he? And I give think it this up. is probably an afterthought as much as anything. Well, not an afterthought, obviously, because he's entered, but as in, I think Cheltenham would have been, that's what they're aiming for with this horse because he's obviously a horse that's gone really well there in the past. And I think that was their big hope. And then he was terribly disappointing on the day. And now they're coming here. It wouldn't be for me, I'm afraid. No. Yeah. Yeah, Kennedy's clearly not watching the Fox Hunter because he'd be getting excited if he was. Is oh Burning God. Ambition moving Is into contention? Burning Ambition just about to win the Fox Hunters. Yes. Is he moving into contention? Is that, Is that my boy? Oh, oh Jesus. Oh, no! Go on! No! Go on! Go on! Derek O'Connor is not going to believe he hasn't just won the Fox oh I, I don't God. understand this at all. Oh, oh I feel God. bad for the owner. And he starts, he starts sneaking through here. He's still got six horses in front of him before they get to the, to the elbow. Oh. <laughs> right, come on, Oh, Hold my on. I can't believe that's happened. Oh here's Derek. God. All right, here's Derek on the bridle. Absolutely <laughs> swinging. The horse this has is got one so of those much. moments. I, I wish we had the pictures going out of what just happened. Because oh jeez, yeah. okay. if we had the pictures to coincide with the words, oh my god! <laughs> I can't believe that horse got beat. Oh Jesus Christ! I'm sick and fucking mad. Oh, I'm so sick. By the way, there is nobody at entry, and if they are, they're all huddled in the corner somewhere, drinking soup and staying I, warm. I saw I saw someone tweeting saying that there's literally. 
hundreds upon thousands of people streaming out of Aintree because there isn't um, there seemingly isn't enough cover there uh, to accommodate people from getting soaked. You want to sort but that, that out? That could that could be purely media, uh, social media chit chat. Hold on a second. There now. we go. You're not suggesting that somebody is lying on social media, Kevin? Are you? You wouldn't be. You wouldn't be making such a, a scandalous accusation. I'd just that. like to point out. Sorry, just as I'm watching this fox hunter replay. Derek O'Connor is some sort of god, isn't he? Oh, he's genius. Like, all joking aside, he's, a he's just crept that into the race. He's given oh, him a stormer. I, how? And it's made a couple of blunders, and he's just like hunted it round, hunted it round. Oh, well, speak, speaking speaking of genius, we have to give a shout out to Reese Williams here, who on the ATR website not only suggested that burning ambition might be a bit windy off the bridle, he's also gone and tipped the winner at fourteen to one. Wow. So if you were That's smart good. enough, you could have done the reverse forecast. Oh, Jesus. Well done, Reese. <laughs> well done. On we go. Anyway, My V. Leon God. Rouge has another tilt at the Grand National. Um, yeah, far quick, from quickly being on single farm payment. Oh, yes, uh, Kev. Yes, look, yes, yes. Clear, clearly, no, everyone hates him at this stage. But no chance. He's, there, there's, I think we said it on the pod the other day. There's a system here. It's called the King John's Castle uh, <laughs> system. It's where you, you tip a horse for the Grand National who looks like an absolute and utterly thorough pig uh, every day of the week. But you, you tip him in the National because the whole experience uh, re-sparks their interest in life and makes them run well. So it wouldn't be a massive shock if single farm payment went all right, but he, he wouldn't oh, be on Jesus. the old long list. Yeah, no, no. Uh, there's been too many chances. V. Leon Rouge, another horse who's had plenty of chances. Um, can't see it. Vanessa. No, he's probably best chance at winning a national is probably behind him now, but he's a horse who loves the track, loves the loves it. won over it before. Um, he, but like I said, I think his best chances of actually winning a Grand National are behind him, and there's lots in here ahead of him that, although he's a safe bet in terms of his jumping and whatnot, lots in here that would be better handicapped and have age on their side, etc., etc. Yep, yeah. I echo that. Yeah, completely. So we can move nicely along to Valser Lido, who I will say fantastic for Rachel Blackmore if she goes and runs better than um, last time out and manages to finish further up than Briny that little rivalry can continue but I can't see him winning Kev to be fair to this horse he, he ran very well in the race last year for an awful long way an awful long way he's 12 pound lower this season um, you know maybe he just didn't get the trip last season and he hasn't exactly been in electric form uh, this season but he just isn't one he's not a million to one I'd say he'll run well for a, for, for, for a while um, if you're on it, what will be, I assume, an absolutely massive price. Yeah, you can get 66 to 1 according to the at the races site right now. We're just going to move on to Vintage Clouds. He said he's second run after a wind up and is almost guaranteed to be put up by most tipsters as your place bet banker, Vanessa. Yeah, he's um, pretty <laughs> much my. Sorry. What are you laughing at? <laughs> I just had a mental recollection of burning ambition again. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> you, you sicko. Well, I'm just, well, I'm just watching sicko. the winner come back in and the poor people in second. Bloody hell. Oh, I, can't, oh. I can't believe you did that to the poor people, Ken. I Jesus. can't believe you did that. <laughs> I can't believe my bank balance is after getting so badly affected. Why are you happen. watching it behind everyone else? <laughs> Go to live. Jesus. I can't. I can't. I'm in the studio. We've got the, the live stream instead of the... Um, I have to oh, I have stop. to log into the site and watch it on that instead of 
going and watching um, that particular TV channel on multi-room. Oh, man. I should have set up the... I should have moved the studio to the sitting room. I didn't, couldn't be bothered. Go on. Go on. Uh, for me, uh, Vintage Clouds is, is away from Tiger Roll, my tip of the race, actually. I think he's the sort of horse that's going to absolutely love it around here over the national fences, trip and everything. The style of the fences should shoot, should, should suit. He's had a side through. He's been taken schooling over the entry fences. And um, he's obviously with the Smith Yard who know how to produce a national winner, as we well know, and other horses that have run well in this race in the past. And he's with obviously owned by the Hemmings who clearly just love this race he's a horse for me that hasn't just had you know we often say this horse has had the national in mind maybe for the season or after his last run or whatever this is the horse that for me has had national in mind for about three seasons he's just i think this has been the race for him and the wind surgery and then coming back and running so well at cheltenham the ultima run was just really really good he jumps for fun he's five pounds well in officially at the weights and he stays um yeah, for me, this he'd be my tip away from Tiger Roll for sure. Okay. I can't see his jumping is one of his biggest um, positives, his biggest attributes. He's a brilliant jumper, and I just think that he'll definitely give people a run for their money. I can definitely see that, Kev. Yeah, I don't mind him at all. He, he's kind of what you want in a national horse. He's big and slow, and he jumps well. Um, he finishes second a lot, and you know some people knock him. Uh, for that and, and you know I know he won a Haydock maybe there is a bit of a kink in him but I'd say as much as anything he's just slow um, yeah. and tends to get um, you know just, just done for a little bit of pace late on so I, I could see him going well but he, he wasn't on my long list now I must say but I can see I can see the case General Principal Kev uh, won the Irish National last season and has been you know showing bits and pieces this season third in the Grand National Trial um, you know Longer trip could well suit him. JJ Slevin rides who who won the national on him, the Irish national on him last season. Is that key? So, yeah, do you think? What's that? Is that key? Do you think that JJ's back on board? Uh, I would say it's key. It's certainly no harm. But yeah, he'd be one. He'd be kind of a middle of the road one for me. Now wouldn't be a shock if he ran well, but wouldn't be on on me, me long list. Irish Grand National winners the next season have a phenomenal record in the Grand National. I wouldn't knock him too much, Vanessa. No, I actually, he made my list definitely a much bigger prize as a horse to place for sure. I'm surprised they haven't chucked him in this race previously because he's he's the sort, he's a, like like the Giggins Town horses are except for Tiger Roll basically. He looks like tailor-made for the long trip and the stamina test and the national full stop. Um, obviously his grueling win at Fairy House last year in the Irish National uh, was absolutely just like attritional viewing but uh, and then this season like Kevin said his form hasn't been quite there but he's the sort of horse that I just think could really appreciate the fences ground was a bit of a concern prior to today but now with all the rain he doesn't need it heavy but just a nice bit of cut and he's definitely going to get that for me yeah he's um solid jumper he make, he makes the place list at a big price yep I'd have him on the short list as well a general principle live love laugh nice day out for Rich Ritchie Kev um, yeah, big, big stamina concerns. Um, unproven at three miles, never mind four and a half. So, yeah, easy enough fun for me to, to rule out. Walk in the mill has been coming in in price. Can you see it, Vanessa? Uh, I, again, another one that fits the bill of, I can't see it at all, a little bit surprised. Um, but he did win here uh, back in 
start of the season over the national fences. So he's clearly a horse that likes it and he beat Beau Leon Rouge, the horse that always puts in a bit of good shout over the age fences, but not for me, I'm afraid, in this particular contest. Kev? Yeah, geez, I wouldn't knock this fell at all. Definitely on the long list. Um won the beacher. I just yeah, won the won the beacher and kinda of had two spins over hurdles since just to keep the keep the cogs turning. You know, this has clearly been the big target. And uh, and yeah, when they when they've gone so well over over the fences their first time over them, um you have to respect them. Stamina, you know, will be a step into the unknown. But I, I give him a better chance than most now. I I could see the case. False and blue, sure, why not? You might as well run him. He stays forever, so you don't. You just don't know. Like Jesus, he, he, you know. You look back at the Irish Grand National last year, and you say, "Oh Jesus, on another day he would have he would have won." It was fairly miserable. Um, what happened him there with getting hampered late on? Um, but he, he's been tipping away this season without putting up trees, but showing enough. And you know he'll stay forever. He'll stay forever. He'd be a good candidate now to sneak into sixth or something like that. Yeah, fairly well held at Utoxter, though, after the madness of Cheltenham last time out in the Midlands Grand National, Vanessa. Yeah, but like Kevin said, he'll just creep away, won't he, out the back. You'll think that he's pulled up for nearly all of the race. And then he's just the sort of horse that, when you look at the results, has like crept into sixth or seventh or something stupid. So definitely wouldn't put it past him. And Connections will have a great day out, won't they? Yeah, best of luck to, to Gary O'Brien and the lads yeah. that are yeah. still in this horse. He, yeah. he, was, he was a serious purchase for him and has done really well. And now they're going to get a run in the Grand National, you know what? Yeah, they paid twenty grand for him, I think, when he was a ten-year-old. Oh. Um, off Gigginstown, absolutely. Yeah, you know, credit where it's due. Inspired purchase, and uh, and that's regardless of how he runs on Saturday. Do they deliberately? Did they deliberately pick colours similar to <laughs> Gigginstown? Uh, no, I think that they've had them for a good while. Uh, as far as I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so similar to Gigginstown colours. Uh, Captain Redbeard uh, is 66 to 1 on attheraces.com. There was a time where he had good form, even back in November when he was beating Vintage Clouds. Sorry, he's finishing behind Vintage Clouds, but he'd beaten them in the past. Um, Kev, your case for him. Um, yeah, good, consistent handicap chaser. Uh, but the problem, and it's a fairly big problem, is he's run over uh, these fences three times and has yet to make any sort of a go of it and uh, unseated his rider fairly early in this race last year. So on that, I'd rule him out. Bless the wings, Vanessa Ryle, 14 years young. Yeah, Robbie Dunn will have a, probably have a nice spin round on him, but uh, age and uh, recent form doesn't is not inspiring, I'm afraid. Joe Farrell for Rebecca Curtis and Adam Wade. Bless, bless the wings. What a hero. He's run at the last seven Cheltenham festivals. Hey, seven. No, one, no one asked me if he was a hero. That wasn't yeah, the question. That wasn't the question, to be I fair. I was asked if he was going to win the Grand National, and I said no. He was turning the last year, lads. You couldn't be uh, ruling him out now. His, his recent form, the two runs behind Tiger Roll, I mean, obviously one in the Boyne Hurdle, but the the last run at Cheltenham in the cross-country race, he's 14 now. You've got, okay, do you think he'll win the Grand National? He's Kevin? 14, Kev. Uh, no, he's been but I, w- I wouldn't be shocked if he, he finished in the first. Hold seven. on a sec, Kev. He's I been beaten, be. he's been beaten be. 21 lengths by Josie's orders when he was fancied back at Cheltenham. He's been beaten uh, 27 lengths in the Boyne Hurdle and pulled up behind Tiger Roll. He is he a was, legend of a horse. Look, look at look at his prep for the race last year. He was pulled up in the Irish National, and he went and finished third. Pulled up a long way out in the Irish National and fell in his arse behind Tiger Roll at Cheltenham. 
So is he going to sneak into the Kevin Blake massive price? I'm going to really just, go for this uh, at, look, lad, at 100 to 1 on at the races. Some bookmakers will be paying six places, maybe even more. It wouldn't be a shock if he more, if he snuck into more. six. <laughs> I want more than six places. I want I want ten places and I want two hundred to one. And faller insurance. And faller insurance. Yeah. And 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 leading it and leading at the elbow. Leading at the elbow and getting done burning ambition style insurance as well. You pay out if you lead at the elbow. Uh, we, can, we we call like we call like Kenner. Oh no, I won't even I won't even try and coin a phrase. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm still so sick. Uh, Joe Farrell and um, Rebecca Curtis, Adam Wedge, Kev. Gamble of the race, Kev. Gamble of the yeah, race. Yeah, why is all this and, money and coming in for so, Joe Farrell? So frustrating that no one acknowledges why. Yes, yeah, I know. Why is he back? What's going on? Post. Come on, lads. He, he's short because you, Taylor, tipped him. Don't stop pretending otherwise. Good Jesus, lads. It's so oh, annoying. Wait a second, it's, Kev. Sorry. Did you, Taylor, tip him? Oh, it's, 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 it's a very consistent thing. And ed- editorially, it's shocking that um, many of the major media outlets in our game just refuse to acknowledge Hugh Taylor's existence when he is, you know, clearly this is an At The Races podcast, but it, it stands up to independent scrutiny that Hugh Taylor is the most influential free tipster uh, in the game, yet he sparks off these gambles, you know, all the time, and it's very rarely acknowledged uh, that that you know that he's the cause. Whereas if it was if it was back in the day when Pricewise was influential, uh, if they sparked off a gamble like this, you know it'd be front page stuff. But we don't. You know, Hugh doesn't even get a mention, and it's absolute. It's a shocker, but really. Kevin, Kevin, I've read pieces that have been written by journalists, and it's talking to bookmakers, PR reps, and they're saying we don't know where this money's coming from. We're, we're bemused. We don't know. Connections yeah. must be on. Yeah, yeah, be what's be- going be on, better, lads. Be it's an absolute disgrace. Like, the man's a genius. He's profitable every single season. It's not like I'm following him on a day-to-day basis. And, of course, we're biased. Obviously, we yeah. are. She <laughs> so was delighted you're not. Yeah, yeah probably Jesus. is. <laughs> God almighty. Jeez, it's not burning ambition. You might even stop you, Taylor. <laughs> I'm going to back this Joe Farrell now. Caught it the first. Do you know, if, um, it, Kevin, if Emmett Kennedy goes missing after this box centre ordeal, then Burning Ambitions owners are the first ones to go question. But hey, I won't be sending the police yeah, their yeah. way. <laughs> when Donald McIntyre is doing that documentary in two years' time for Virgin Media One, what happens to Emmett Kennedy? Just like go ask the owners of Burning Ambition. They should be the first suspects as their eyes dart around the room. Oh, 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 listen to the what show, all right, but uh, never met him. Uh, except that one time. Shh, you never met him oh no no never met him at all no 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 um, uh, i've got a gun i'll point it at your face pull the trigger and claim oh i didn't know what was going on um joe farrell if, if you taylor likes him then that's uh, got to say an awful lot kev yeah and look quite likely raced for his age uh won the scottish national last year and that was a super run at newbury last time he's officially three pounds well in should stay Jumping won't be a problem whatsoever. And yeah, you can absolutely 100% see the case. Vanessa? Just agreed with that. 100% can see the case, definitely. But just the whole gamble thing cracked me up, really. Can we have respected PR reps that if he goes and wins and you are asked for your opinion, you just go, well, Hugh Taylor just knocked us over. Can you please say that? Is that asking too much? 
in this world of peace in our time? Can you not just say, oh, Hugh Taylor's done us up a kipper and well done to his followers? Because if he tips the Grand National winner, the least you can do is recognize it. Uh, there's reserves. Do you want to touch on them? No. Nah. In that case, <laughs> let's get our entry Grand National TriCast. I think this should be a combination TriCast, which means four selections. So oh, you're geez. starting with your number one selection, Vanessa Ryle. Who okay, do you so fancy Ty- for the Grand National? Can I just give my four now? Yes. Yes. Okay, so Tiger Roll wins it. Vintage Clouds is in there. Dunacos is in there. And then the fourth place horse, I suppose I'd just go something wild to run into a place. Uh, oh. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't part of my plan. Mm. Oh. Absolutely, like, a very big price, I think. Uh, Bally Optic. Is yeah. that allowed? That's fine. I don't know why you're asking is it fine or why can I just give mine now when you're asked Vanessa what's your top four wait can I give mine now Kev Kev your top four including with your leading contender can I give mine now (laughs) yes Kevin actually funnily enough you know what just this once I'm going to let you go now do you know guys this is why I'm a nightmare to produce live on the television on Sky Sports Racing do do I go now (laughs) Good to go. Good to go. Good to go. Good to go. go. We're live. And moving through, let's go. Okay. So number one pick is going to be step back. He'll do for me in number one position. Number two, the Tigger, Tiger Roll. Number three, um, Lakeview Lad. And number four, Annabelle Fly. Drum roll, please. Everyone, get ready to press the lay button. Actually, I was... <laughs> Actually, I was going to do it Sky Sports Racing style where you present and ask me to do it. But if you don't want to do that, that's fine. No, I don't. I want to get my Betfair account up and I want to after burning ambition situation. I just want to get ready to know which ones won't be winning the Grand Nationals courtesy of oh. Emmett Kennedy. Go. All right. Uh, so you can lay the 2019 winner, which I don't advise because he's a big price, is still up for review. The second in the Grand National will be Rems de Tele, as they say in Yorkshire. Ooh, yes. That might yes. have been a little bit too leady, though. I'm not entirely sure. Um, we'll put in Tiger Roll to finish an honourable third. And I'm going to have an about turn and go with the Irish Grand National winner, General Principle, to finish fourth. Mm. there we go hey the more it rains the happier yeah yeah exactly something else I'd say just in case it gets softer softer I don't think it will now looking at the forecast I think we should be okay but if the rain continues to come and it comes up soft just something to note in terms of if you wanted a bit of a special bet uh, I'll throw a factual fact at you here that I think is interesting Uh, the last three times the ground has been called soft by time form or, or worse for the Grand National. Uh, the first time it happened, an Irish horse, uh, Irish horses were three of the first four home. The next time and the next two times it happened, Irish horses were five of the first six home. So I think there's one big bookmaker, and I'm sure there'll be plenty of others doing it on the day, but there's one big bookmaker going eight to one and Irish one, two, three. So if the ground came up softer, softer. That could be 
uh, a bit of a fun interest bet if you're that way inclined. I quite like that idea. I, I quite like that idea indeed. And that was, I remember you saying that on the podcast last year, Kev, that piece of info about Irish horses when the ground is soft. So today looked miserable, as we've said several times in the podcast. So if, if that continues. Yeah, I, I think that the vibe is the weather tomorrow is supposed to be much better. So hopefully that'll redo any, any softening that was um, dished out today. How many people do you think won't go if they see clouds in the sky, given that that tweet that's going around that hundreds of thousands of people flood out the main street. How many of you reckon it, won't go Friday? When, it, when, it's, when it's ladies day tomorrow. Ah, so. good point. Good point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's a number of listeners getting in touch with us and them just to delve into them that little bit more deeply. You, you obviously, you were very confident that this was the race you were going to go for. And as you said earlier on, his best chance to win a grade one. How is he at home? How is he at Owning Hill? I'm not sure he's been grand since Shelton. They wouldn't be, have me do much since then, but this just looks a really good opportunity for him. Uh, he'd be a very deserving winner of a grade one. He's been knocking on the door all season, running very well in grade ones. And uh, as we said, um, after Cheltenham, you know, the article just didn't go to plan for him. He was squeezed out at the start and ended up being further back than was the plan. So I'd imagine he'll return to a more positive ride here. And the ground will be fine whichever way it comes up. And look, the most important thing is the opposition doesn't look as strong as it did at Cheltenham. So, yeah, fingers crossed for us and them. We should go very well. Okay, in the 225, uh, David Pipe is on fire and will win with Ombrigado and Tom Scudamore. He had a winner on the final day last year and he'll win again this year. That's a 225 entry. Anything else in the undercard for you, Vanessa Ryle? No. And a big shout out then to Apples Jade who we would love to see return to form in the 340, this time going for the stairs uh, over three miles, and hopefully she can run a massive race. Delighted for Kenboy and his connections. Uh, well done, Pendlin Hills. Turns out Nicky Henderson's a bit of a genius, and Kalashnikov, fair play to you. The horse is probably deserving of better respect. That's it. That is our runner-by-runner guide of the Aintree Grand National. We're back with you again next week to review it all. Hopefully the weather will have significantly improved. If it hasn't, who cares? Hopefully we've all made money. Check out the At The Races Grand National Micro Mega Incredible site, which has got all the information that you need. It's littered with gold dust, including the phenomenal Hugh Taylor. Check it out at attheraces.com. From Kevin Blake. Good luck. From Vanessa Ryle. See you later. And from me, Amish Kennedy, talk to you next week. God bless. Have you downloaded the free app, The Races app yet? With easy-to-use race cards and form, expert daily tips, plus video replays and in-app betting, it's the app that no racing fan's phone should be without. Available for free on your iPhone or Android mobile, visit attheraces.com forward slash app for more details.